Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hour number two of Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott, Angie Quinnell joining you. Oilers Now brought to you by World of Spas. Aiken after a long day, World of Spas offers tubs designed with your relief in mind. Rest, recover, and relax with World of Spas. Alberta's number one swim spa dealer. Visit worldofspas.com. Just had several texts. I'm going to bring Brendan in for 27 seconds here. Brendan, Ron McLean, that man can, uh, he can weave some magic in terms of the storytelling, again, a lot of positive texts right now on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you always wanted. Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. There were some wow moments in that interview, how he tied it all together, wasn't there? Yeah, impressive. I mean, it it means a lot when somebody of that stature, I guess, is is sort of keeping an ear on you in, in that sense. And we know what great stories he has in the chamber of pretty much anybody in any hockey community. Yeah, it was, uh, frankly, uh, uh, quite flattering to hear him reference two or three interviews that were on the show earlier this week. We are going to head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline and join a guy who worked a bit with Ron McLean, Sportsnet color analyst Louis DeRuss for GCL Diesel, providing service genuine diesel parts and turbochargers at great prices for over 50 years. Visit GCLDiesel.com. Louis, uh, you, d- you ended up, doing you know you were doing regional games and then you had ended up on that national desk and i don't know how many times you ended up working with or around ron but he's a pretty unique guy isn't he he is i'll tell you what he can uh, i heard a little bit what you said there and you know i think he's the best in the business in, in my personal opinion at just uh, being able to keep things flowing having that database of information not only having the database but being able to to bring it up at times and, and remember things from a long time ago, from recently, and, and put them together, as you said. Um, he makes it seem really easy, but it's not. I can tell you that. You know that, you know that as well as I do. It's, it's a skill, and uh, he's been one of the best for a long time. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah, no question about it. All right, let's get to the news of the day. Uh, you were down for the opening day of uh, training camp, and uh, the Edmonton Oilers rolled out the lines and away we go and we'll start with the fact that Connor mcdavid no surprise or is it a surprise uh centering evander kane and his former erie otters line mate and teammate connor brown no surprise i think we we kind of felt that he was going to at least see some time with connor they played together before in the past he's coming into a new organization you want to make a guy feel pretty good and that's exactly what they did i don't know Honestly, if the lines will stay together, actually, I know they won't stay together entirely for the season. If that was ever to happen, then uh, 
it would be probably the best season they've ever had in history. But um, I think that, you know, anytime a new player comes to a team, you want to kind of try and make them feel welcome in a position for them to feel good about their game, number one, but to also get up and going as fast as possible. And I think that's what Jay Woodcroft and the coaching staff were trying to accomplish there. But don't get me wrong, he could stay there for potentially the whole year. And this is a player they brought in to – to push for that position. They've tried other people in that position, both that are not here this year, and yes, Apoyarvi and Kyler Yamamoto. He's going to get an opportunity there. Zach Hyman on the second line with Drysaddle and Nugent Hopkins. I mean, this is a top six that rivals any and is better, in my opinion, than any top six in the National Hockey League. So uh, I think you can mix and match players. You can put Drysaddle on wing. You can put Nugent Hopkins back at centerman. You can shuffle the wingers around, and they're just going to keep mixing and matching until they find combinations that that go. And if they don't, I'm sure they'll mix and match them again until they do. But I think all six players are comfortable playing with anybody, and this is the way they're rolling them out right now. But what I did notice, Bob, in this first day of training camp, yep. I don't I'm... know if I've ever seen um, in my duration doing this work and also as a player where one session was loaded up with the veteran players and the players that potentially, potentially could make the team um, and then the second group more or less being the guys that are on the outside looking, and I don't mean that uh, disrespectfully. It's just that this team is so deep and so strong. They want to get started with consistent line combinations with the same number of people on the ice right from the get-go. There's been a line drawn in the sand. There's always an opportunity to make a hockey team. I've always said that. I don't care where you are on the depth pool, where you are in the eyes of the coaches, the management group. If you come in and you knock it out of the park, you are going to turn heads. Uh, and that's what every single general manager and, and management group and coaching staff wants from the players is for someone to come in and force their hand to make decisions that are tough. But I've never seen it from day one like this where it's one group was the group that's most likely going to be this team and the other group was the team that is going to most likely be trying to make this team if they go down to the American Hockey League or back to junior. Yeah, what sort of message does that send to it? I mean, because you've been on both ends of this where you, you've you gone in, in at the end of, towards the end of your NHL career, you know, just fighting to keep your career alive. Do, do players read into potential line combinations? What Take us through the mindset as a former player, might, what might occur there. Absolutely you do. You, you, you look at it every day. Even during the season, you're looking at it every day. You come into the room and where are you on the list? I mean, quite truthfully, we're not all Connor McDavid's or Leon Dreisaitl's or Nugent Hopkins. You, you, there's guys that are constantly fighting to get in and out of the lineup on a, on a daily basis. Uh, that was me. That was my job. I, I came into the room. I didn't know where I was going to be on that list. Was I going to be in the lineup? Wasn't I going to be in the lineup? And it's you do take notice of that. And in training camp right now, every single player will certainly take notice of that. The guys that are here, though, are the guys that are here. And I know Jay Woodcroft said in his presser today, I listened to it afterwards, that you know this is, a, this is a huge part of the team coming back. So this is a veteran team that's been in this situation, and these guys have already been together. Um, to break into that pack mentality, for someone on the outside looking in, to break in, we've talked about this before, it's going to be very, very difficult. It's gotten very, very difficult in Edmonton because of how good of a team they're. This is a good team. This is a, a, a team that um, everybody is picking to have a chance to win the Stanley Cup. They are one of the few teams that it's a no-brainer. You look at them and say, yeah, if they do the right things and they go on the run at the right time, this team could win the Stanley Cup, and nobody would second-guess that, that decision. Um, and that's why it's going to be hard to make this team for years to come, but that's what you want. And when you have players that do break through, they've done something special. 
Yeah, no question about it. We're joined by Louis DeBrusque for GCL Diesel, providing genuine diesel parts and turbochargers at great prices for over 50 years. Visit GCLDiesel.com. All right, so great expectations. Yes, the players read into it. Uh, a couple interesting storylines, uh, one of which is going to be, and I don't want to read too much. I, I think we both think maybe Lane Peterson was a spot holder for Ryan McLeod, who's out, which is not to say that Lane Peterson can't make the team. Uh, you know, Brandon Sutter in the 4C role, Ken Holland saying a couple times, including on the show, if Brandon Sutter is the player he was four or five years ago, he's perfect as a 4C right shot, bigger center. Uh, but the Peter, there could be a battle between Peterson and between uh, Brandon Sutter for a, a fourth-line center role. Again, Sutter in on a PTO. Your thoughts? Absolutely. I, I don't think they signed him to the contract they signed him to if they didn't think that. And I, I actually like the signing a lot. I, I think this kid's got another level. Um, he's been on four teams in three years, eight including the AHL teams that he's played on. This kid has jumped around a lot early in his career. Funny and side note, he was traded for my son, Jake. He was traded for the Red Deer Rebels and the Swift Current Broncos. And I talked with your partner, Cam Moon, today and our good friend about that as he was in Red Deer at the time. And, the, and Swift Current, he was a big part of that trade uh, for my son to come to Red Deer for the Memorial Cup push. They weren't making the deal if they didn't get Peterson. That was one of the players they targeted as a player they felt they could have for a few years and have an impact, and he did in Swift Curtain. So he went and did his part there. He's jumped around. I like his game. I've called a few of his games when he was in Vancouver, and I know that he's one of those players for me that's got a compete factor. He, if you watched him out there today, he got into it with Evander Kane a few times on a loose puck. He's like a dog on a bone in that regard, and that's the way you have to be. You have to go out there and win your battles and fight for your battles. I also took note of something else that he said, two things actually. Number one, because of the jumping around that he's had so much in the last few years, he said, I want to make Edmondson my home. He's worked all summer long for this opportunity. He's yeah. a Western Canadian kid. Um, he, he, wants, he wants to make this team. He has a lot of friends that are fan, fans of this team, so there's a real motivation there, number one, to settle down and finally make a team and stick around. And he's probably right at the right age for that, in my opinion. Number two, um, he talked about being on those eight teams and more importantly, the four NHL teams that he was on and the systems they play. He's had to jump around and learn different systems here and there and jump in and learn a new system here. And when, you, when that happens to you, that did happen to me. I played on four teams one year, different environments, different coaches, different places you're playing, different teammates. You learn to adapt. You learn to adapt really fast. And when I watched him in day one, I thought, he, I thought he had a real good day one. He, he stood out to me as a player that was in the right position, won his battles, made some great plays. Um, it's day one, I understand that, but uh, I, I like the signing, and I, I do think he's going to make this team if he does the things he can do. Louis, you were on the uh, Hall of Fame committee uh, along with the likes of Wayne Gretzky and uh, Ron Lowe and Chief uh, Willie Littlechild and Shannon Zabados and uh, Jason Greger's on that from the media. Uh, Terry Jones and, and Jim Matheson and Bruce McGregor's on that group. Uh, the two uh, newest members that are going to go up on the 26th of October, one is a former teammate of yours and one that you've known for years and years and years uh, from your involvement with the Oilers and around the league. Uh, but let's talk about Doug Waite and just the impact that he had throughout the mid to, to late 1990s because he was the best Oiler player for a number of years. 
he really was. And, you know, for me, it was great to see and amazing to see the way he developed, you know, with the way he came in. And I played with him in New York, too. And he, he had a funny story the first time we roomed together. I came in late to training camp or the night before we were starting up and drove in and was a little bit lost in my car coming from London, Ontario to New York driving down. I knew it was going to be my first year of pro. I was either in the NHL or the age, you know. And I ended up getting traded that year to Edmonton. And, you know, he laughs about, you know, the way – you know, I, I stumbled into the door late at night, and he introduced himself to me. He comes from Lake Superior State University, and he's like, who's this big guy coming into my room? But one of the funniest guys you're ever going to meet, one of the quickest, wittiest humor guys you're ever going to meet, but also had that brain on the ice. It was just a real cerebral player that had a competitive edge. And there's no question he was the best player in the Oilers for the years they played for Evans, and by far. He, he was a tremendous hockey player, the last guy to have 100 points before Connor McDavid broke the 100-point barrier in his second year or got to 100 points. Uh, he was a fantastic player, great teammate, um, good human being, and couldn't uh, happen to a better person. Yeah, no question about it. Now, were you gone by 97, 98? You were, right? You were on the 96, 97 team, but not yeah. the... Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm just thinking here, did because in, in 97, we've talked a bit about you know the series against Dallas. You guys won game one, game three, game five, and game seven. It was an upset. But for me, the bigger upset, were you, did you end up watching the 98 series when it was going on? Well, I, thought, I, I saw some of it. Yes, I heard it because I would come back to Edmonton in the summertime. So, um, yes, you know what? Um, I would be back in time to, uh, to hear about it, and I think I caught a little bit of uh, the playoffs the one year, either 97 or 98. I think obviously into the second round both years. Um, 97, sorry, 97, I year 98, yes, was uh, the year that I came back after going to Tampa Bay. So I was back fairly quick. Yeah. Yeah. I just, uh, you know, and part of it. Got my dates mixed up. Yeah. So, so, so Louie, here's the thing. Patrick Waugh did a great job coaching the Ramparts against Seattle this year in the Memorial Cup. He, he absolutely schooled Matt Odette in both games because Seattle was loaded. They had six guys that were at the World Juniors on their team. There's no way that team should. They, I mean, they had Canada's goalie, Thomas Milich, who was fantastic against Vancouver for the Winnipeg Jets rookies in a Sunday afternoon game this past week and stole a game. Uh, you know, they had, they had Dylan Gunther and, and, you know, lots of talented players and there's no way they should. So, so Patty Waugh did a great job. I'll give him that. But I'll be honest with you. I, I, there was always something about Patty Waugh that I was like, eh. and I loved it that Cujo beat him straight up head to head, and you know, just stopped 92 out of 93 shots in the final three games. It's it's one of the hugest upsets of all time because Colorado was playing with a 60 million dollar team at that time, and the orders were at like 25 million bucks. It was a shocking result given the fact that the Avs were up three one. Yeah, and they beat us the year before, you know, in the second round after we beat Dallas. So um, he, uh, you know, Cujo could get up for those games. That's the thing, you know. And then when he came on board, and we've talked about this at length, he's one of those guys that just came in. He changed the whole complexion of the team. When he stepped on board, every single guy to a man in that dressing room. Now, listen, we had Billy Ranford before who was, you know, a Conn Smythe winning goaltender. I mean, when they won the Cup in 90, he was fantastic. I mean, he was almost unbeatable at times. And, you know, there was a little bit of a, a space between it. And then we had heard some rumblings. We were going to get Curtis Joseph. He was holding out, playing in Vegas at the time, actually, from the St. Louis Blues. And, 
you know, we all kind of were thinking there's no chance this happens. He's going somewhere else. But then when he came on board, we were like, we got him. And it just, it's amazing how much of a, a boost that can give your team, especially when you get a veteran goaltender like that that's had such success and is that competitive. Great. One of the greatest, I've been so fortunate in my career with the goaltenders I play with. Great team guys, great guys in the dressing room. And just, you know, to this day, a lot of the memories that I have throughout my career, the goaltenders are, are, are a lot of it just because they were such good guys in the organization. But uh, Cujo was no different. He came in, blended right in immediately. And we knew right away that, you know, he made our team better from the second that he stepped between the doors. And the funniest story about that was, and I told you this before, and, it, you know, you can never judge a practice. We always talk about that. Bad practice, good game. Um, you know, get it out of the way. Get all the bad stuff out. And then, you know, get the good stuff going in game time. Cujo came in for his first skate. And I know Ronnie alone, I have talked about this before. He couldn't have stopped the beach ball that first day. It was unbelievable. Like, pucks were going. <laughs> you know, it's putting on the new gear, colored gear, and all this kind of stuff. And that's really difficult for a goaltender. You think it's hard for a player, but for a goaltender, it's even more important. They have that relationship with their gear, unlike any player. But uh, then he goes out in the game, and he stands on his head, and you're like, okay, I get it. He was just going through the motions, just feeling his way through. And I think the more pressure that was put on a, a guy like Kuju, the better he played. And you know what? I think it's the same way with all great players. The more pressure put on them, the better they play. We're joined by Louis DeBrusque for GCL Diesel. He's from NHL Hockey on Rogers. Uh, all right, so we got five games in the next seven days, Louis. Um, and and I, we're going to wrap up with the, just the contrast to how training camp used to work. Three days of... Uh, practice the lines are basically already set at least they appear to be they'll obviously be blended once we get to the games in five games in seven days how many did you guys do two days when you first broke in the league absolutely yeah new york rangers roger nelson um wasn't afraid to have us out there for a couple skates wasn't afraid to have us there for a workout as well wasn't afraid to you know, do an hour skate for conditioning. But unlike today, as you just mentioned, there was a longer training camp. There was two weeks before, at least a week and a half to two weeks before we even played an exhibition game. So it was, you know, you were grinding for a yes. while and you were ready to play some games. These players today, you can just tell they're just different. I mean, obviously the captain skate started a couple of weeks ago was a step in the direction that this team was going to go and how much they're focused. I mean, led by Connor McDavid. We all know that. Like, they came in. They, they wanted to get things going right away. And you know what? It's It's been impressive to see how they've just carried that forward into day one. There was a focus out there again today. And this is a team that understands that. And I, and I like what Jay Woodcroft said today. It's a new year. This is a new year. Let's start fresh. Let's make sure we're checking all the boxes and making sure we're taking care of the things we can take care of. And Go to work. Simple as that. All right, let's go to work, Louie. Thanks for your time. Sounds good, Bob. That is Louie DeBrus from NHL Hockey and Rogers for GCL Diesel. Guests and orders now receive gift cards to Japanese Village, Edmonton's favorite teppanyaki steak restaurant. Book your celebration for the census at jvedmonton.ca. Bob Stoffer, Brendan S. Scott with you. When we return on Oilers Now, we'll head into the Oilers Now audio vault for a couple clips with Oilers head coach Jay Woodcroft. 624, this is Oilers Now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. 
Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. As promised, uh, let's go to the orders now. Audio Vault again for direct work where Jay Woodcroft had these thoughts on the competition level at training camp to get started. The, the big thing here is that... Um, you know, we're returning a, a good portion of a team that's won a lot of games here over two years. So I think uh, anybody that's doing the mental calculus understands that, you know, there's there's a couple positions up for grabs, but there's also the battle uh, for ice time. There's battle for lines. There's a battle for uh, being in the lineup or not. And then uh, there's the battle to make an impression um, on management and on the coaching staff to, you know, um, you know, if you don't make it out of camp, that you want to be one of the first call-ups, uh, should there be them. Um, so, you know, I think everybody understands kind of where they fit in the batting order and what they're fighting for. But um, as I said, I, I was quite pleased with that first first day. I thought it was the pace was excellent and the competition level was great. All right, uh, that is Edmonton Oilers head coach Jay Woodcroft who. Did a little tweaking in the Oilers' forecheck today. He had these comments on adding some wrinkles to the systems. You know what I, th- I find is that the game continually evolves, right? And there's, um, there's almost a set of stimulus and then response. And then trying to stay ahead of that and understand why you're doing certain things um, is very important. So for us, we're, we're always looking to add layers to our game we call it adding a layer to our onion i think you want to do that without uh, abandoning what makes you a really good hockey team so um, there's parts of our game that we want to add to there's parts of our game that we're going to continue to you know stress and make important and as i said today we, we began that process today there you have it, 628 in Edmonton. At this time, I want to mention to you, the show's called Oilers Now, and we do live in oil country. Brent Ridge Ford is proud to be associated with the show. Of course, there is a market for some electric vehicles out there as well. And the boys at Brent Ridge have a brand new 2022 Mustang Mach-E G2 Premium, originally listed for 93000 with Ford rebates and a large Brent Ridge discount. This SUV now available for just over 73000 plus GST. If you're considering a new EV and want a bargain, call Uncle Melt Rich Johnny and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford, 780-352-6048. Remember, cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. Thomas Dias has a global news weather traffic update. When we return, Luke Pierce, the head coach of the Edmonton Oil Kings, Brennan S. Scott and Reed Wilkins. This is Oilers Now.